Welcome everyone to Dorks Are Dangerous, episode 3. Uh, it is your DM for this uh, event, Johnny Patches, and I am starting it off with Bruce with this introduction for the session. Hello everyone. So oh, we had a, a oh, great, great, We I was going to say, we had a great uh, second session so far, and things are going quite, quite swimmingly, I think. It's uh, definitely turning out to be very interesting. We left off with what did the letter say after you guys had to battle some ghouls that had ripped apart the carriage that left before you guys uh, earlier in that day or the night before. And, Let's write the letter. And uh, we're going to unlock some mysteries on your way to Delicat. Sounds so like a good idea. Sounds like a good plan. That's a very quick, lazy, cheap recap, but if you want to check out episode one and episode two to find out how we got here, then definitely check out whatever streaming platform you're on, and hopefully you enjoy this like you enjoy the other ones and we're enjoying playing these games. <laughs> Sad, I think. <laughs> I don't know, I'm tired. We're good, we're good. We got this. We always got this. All right, uh, let's, uh, let's get started. Okay, so Nawada, you hand uh, uh, Koi the letter. Uh, why did I say Koi? Oh, Am I one right, thing Koi? that we we didn't we didn't really talk about much is that that our my uh, Nawada's fellow companions uh, get to see his uh, face for the first time. That's correct. As the mask fell to the floor and, and, and broke into multiple pieces. You know, when we touched on that last week, but let's let's do go into a little bit more detail on that. So yeah. you wanted to have uh, Kaylee and Michelle describe what they see from their point of view? Uh, it's up to them if they would like to. Sure. Uh, is Ilwata still holding out the letter? Uh, I, well, uh, if I remember it, right, took it, right? Core took it and then dropped it, I think, in, in, in a reactionary state, right? Yeah. I got it. Okay. Well, um, from Creed's point of view, hearing the crash, you know, her head flicks up like real star because, you know, as everyone knows, she very tired from basically not getting a full night's sleep the last time. Uh, and it gives her a double take looking at Nawada because going from glimpsing the edges of a mask that's about as expressive as an eggshell, actually seeing the puckish smirk uh, she's imagined for a while is quite jarring. It's like budding of all, uh, so many internalized rumors and theories have been made tangible in an instant. Um, so maybe it's sleep deprivation, uh, sleep de deprivation, the, um, the impulsive nature of who she is, but she does she does pick herself off the floor, um, and kind of like stalks towards him, like kind of with a head tilt. And instead of like going for the letter on the floor, she comes up to Wada and she reaches out with the back of her index knuckle and to try and graze some of the beard hairs at the edge of his face if he lets her. He, he does. He sees you. You see him smiling this whole time. He, he can completely understand the the level of disbelief. 
he just smiles in in, in, in in a very accepting and very very calming way. Right, so as she grazes it, does she does the is the hair actually tangible? Like does she actually feel the the coarseness of the beard hairs? Oh yes. Okay. So as that it's happens, really real. As that happens, you know she's got a, kind of a blank look on her face, a little bit curious, a little pensive, and then all of a sudden just kind of gives him a, a love pat on the side of the cheek. Goes, it's good to know you are not made out of wood, and then goes to set colors like. Is that the ghost? Yes, real. Uh, do you, you doing okay? Did, did you want me to read the letter? It kind of looks down at the letter at the floor. Oh, um, I mean, I kind of fit, like, I figured there was something behind that mask. Uh, you can read the letter if you want, sure. Okay. Um, she bends down and picks up the letter. Uh, starts kind of glancing over. It doesn't say anything at first. And she goes, let's see here. Do I understand it? Count Lockwood. Neo Kingdom. The fact is notwithstanding. Blah, blah, blah. The Count's last will and testament. Okay. Entails all his title and lands. It stays attached. Okay, boring. Alvin Lockwood is a title to Lockwood Manor in addition to She stops and like blinks at this at what she's reading, like puts the paper closer, kinda looks at Noada and goes twenty thousand gold pieces. Yes, as I said, it did that uh, you now I think you can understand why I decided to keep this um between us. Breed looks over at Core to gauge her reaction. <laughs> Question. Um, Nawada never told us that the corpse he found looks like him, though, right? Correct. So we just think that he pulled this letter off someone who probably looks like someone else. Uh, Correct. Okay. Alright, that's all I wanted to know. Would would you agree with that with that, Johnny? That sounds correct. I don't think we were a clarification. She goes So what, you some some lord, some noble? Piecing around a mask? <laughs> well you said you grabbed these off a body you found. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. That um the the individual kind of off in the bushes and then and 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 um tried to kinda of push it aside and, and rejoin the group and and that's uh, this was the result I just found out what these parchment pieces were uh, when we were outside of the, the Red Raven mm, all right. so... but I thought it had potential it's kind of like shut down. She's just like looking at that sum of money, like holy shit. <laughs> um, she kind of hands the paper bag and goes, "You looked like the person with this letter. Is is there a way to claim?" Well, this? as 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 I understand it, we have two pieces of parchment here. Yes, the one is of course the the 
declaration of the of the deeds and the titles and and as as you as you uh, as you just so gracefully read, but then this other note he it's completely possesses <laughs> exactly yes he who possesses said note um basically is authorized as said person and since we own said note I suppose you're right I'm just concerned about appearance I suppose would they they be able to tell that's well, I guess if the note is the key to this, we may not have a problem here. Yeah, well, they may, may, might not even uh, might not even know what this Lord whatever looks like to begin with. So exactly that is my very thought. True. That's exactly my thought, and that's why it's 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 signed, notarized, if you will, by the by the three wonderful individuals who have, have who have witnessed it. I see. Um, looking at the second letter, Johnny, would Creed have any memory of what the proprietor of the Nymph and Sator, like what the Nymph and Sator are? Uh, you don't know what the Nymph and Sator is. It sounds like a tavern. Okay. Not probably, probably an inn, if anything. So to, uh, let everyone know uh, what the letters say. Dear Mr. Lockwood. To our understanding, you are the only living relative of Count Lockwood of the Neo Kingdom. This being the case, and any other heretofore unknown and pertinent factors notwithstanding, I am here with charge to inform you that you are the sole beneficiary to the Count's last will and testament, hereinafter referred to as the party of the first part as well as to the entails of this title and all lands and estates attached thereunto. As legal executor of the aforementioned document of the party of the first part, do therefore urge you to make your way with all speed to my offices in Port Basilorn. Thereupon, and upon your production of a signed and twofold witnessed affidavit confirming your identity as Alvin Lockwood, we shall relinquish your title to Lockwood, Lockwood Manor and all attached lands and estates, in addition to the sum of 20,000 gold pieces. Clifton Shaston, Esquire. With that is another letter. We, the undersigned, do solemnly swear and affirm that the bearer of this document is Alvin Lockwood. Elliot Sharm, proprietor of the Nymph and the Seder. Melvin Holmes, Cartwright, witnessed by Tara Decker, scribe of the Ashala. Well, given what we know, or how little we know, should we try to find more information about this lord in case there is a test to confirm your identity? Zers? Yes, I, I believe that would be um probably smart to do um we don't know exactly where he was coming from um th th we could we could also discuss moral implications uh, are there really that big of a concern 20,000 gold is yes it's sizable for some it's not so much for others i think that uh, we could we could 
maybe not raise suspicion by asking around here, although we could. We could also save until we get to Delicat. I think it's a good call to probably sleep on it. I, I definitely need sleep for going on this journey. Um, 20,000 gold is very enticing, though. Um, but yes, I agree. Let's it, perhaps we sink on it first. Or do you have an opinion on this? Mm-hmm. Well, the way I see it, the uh, the dead guy's over in the Neo Kingdom, right? And this person's just trying to to set up the exchange of goods, so nobody probably knows who who or what this Alvin Lockwood person is. So if we wanted to to go and say that you're it, that I don't know why they'd have any reason to suspect you're not. It could be quite interesting, yes. We go into Delicat if one of us presuming myself, assumes the, the the identity of this individual, it could come with perks. It could also come with negativities. We may or may not draw attention to ourselves. There's a plus and a minus here that we're going to have to assess as we go, yeah? Well, wasn't the, uh, the place we're supposed to go Port Basilorn or something, wherever that is? Yes. But I, I presume that this individual was heading to Delicat, yeah? And so therefore, people in Delicat may or may not know of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'd probably have to be careful of the uh, running into the witnesses. Exactly. They obviously know him, but... That's a good point. Maybe we, maybe we find out where they, if, if anyone knows of them. That um, might be the right place to start. Cree, you've traveled a bunch. Give me a history roll. I would love to. One moment. Where's my history? Uh, it says I have advantage. Is that okay? Uh, yeah, sure. If it'll let me. Good God. Oh, did I just do the wrong one? I think I just did the wrong one. That was athletics. Oops, sorry. So, so you're you're doing your uh, calisthenics as you think about it. <laughs> Here we go, advantage roll. Let's see what happens here. Uh, uh, so that's a four and a five. Yeah, not great. I'm so tired, I just... Yeah, oh yeah, actually you would have... It would be the your four. Skill, your skill rolls are... You're exhausted, so you have disadvantage, so... You would just have your, cancel out. Your roll, yeah. So, so a four. No, you've never heard of the Nymph of the Seder. So, it might be a small tavern somewhere. Die. But, but the other witness is a Cartwright. Who's a Cartwright, or what's a Cartwright at the end of the day? That's just a normal person that can probably be lost in a major city, regardless of where that city is. Breed pinches her brow and rubs the migraine that's slowly forming there. Is um, at least we know 
You have a, a course if you decide to take it. Uh, personally, I do wish to continue to Delicat, if only to get an additional weapon. Uh, uh, Cor, as you as you know, that night when you and I met, uh, my my preferred rapier broke, and I I have been looking to replace it. We're still in the. We're still upstairs, right in the little room. You're, the you're still. You're still in your room. It's still like early morning. Uh, yeah. You figure that the carrots are probably going in about an hour or two at this point. Okay. Uh, I think we should um talk to Penny or the tavern owners. Maybe get an idea of where to go in Delicat for anything we need to stock up on. I do believe we are need some of our medicinal things. I do not wish to see, see a repeat of what almost happened to us on the road, the ghouls. Yeah, some, some, sort, of, some sort of healing would be good if we can afford anything. There's always a haggle. There's always something someone else wants. Maybe we get lucky. You guys head downstairs at the Red Raven to get your breakfast to start the day off. You see Penny's down there. She's sitting at a table. It looks like she's finished what she's had, and there's a cup of tea in front of her. You see uh, Sergio and Gregor are already awake they're nowhere near as hungover as they were before, even though they are equally as banged up. Sergio has bandages on his face and arms, and he has some cuts and scrapes that have some sort of salve on it. They have started to get the horses ready for travel uh, with the new wagon to get to Delicat. Uh, that's really it at this point down here. You don't see Yuda, however. So, Penny, the coachman, and maybe a barkeep? And, yes, and the, and the woman from last night. Got it, okay. Uh, she, <laughs> gives you, she gives you a, a warm smile as greeting. Uh, morning, I hope everything was acceptable for you. It smiles back. It was, thank you so much for your hospitality. We greatly appreciate it. A warm bed is rare these days on the road. And she can probably see the bags under Creed's eyes. <laughs> she smiles. She really doesn't notice your blue and your very unsettling at times. So the bags under your eyes, maybe they were there last night. Maybe they weren't. Do you care for anything before your travels this morning? Uh, yes. Could I please have a watered-down wine? Um, if you have it. Of course. And the rest of you, if anything, she starts pouring a glass of wine and uh, puts a layer of water on the top. Just some, uh, just some breakfast. And you, sir, as now she sees your face, Nawada. Interesting, right? I'll have the same, yes. Very good. And she goes in the back and she comes out with like a two bowls of oatmeal and 
puts it out in front of you guys. It's pretty bland, but it's it serves its purpose. And the watered down wine for Miss Creed. Creed's gone into her rations and she's eaten like dried jerky at this point, like just slowly chewing his closed, sipping, uh, spinning her wine and gulping it down in about three gulps and puts it down. Does <laughs> actually she'll open her eyes? Does does the bartender, the the owner, the proprietor recognize Nawada? Like visually? Uh, no. Well, she recognizes your third companion who had a mask mm-hmm. on yesterday mm-hmm. and you really couldn't tell anything about them. However, now they have facial hair, beard, you know, obviously a man. Whereas it's looking for more like recognition, but if she doesn't oh, recognize oh. the face, then it's fine. No, she doesn't recognize the face. She just is able to make a determination of the gender of this person with it yesterday was kind of up in the air without making assumptions. Yeah, so so Nawada did come downstairs without putting a new mask on. Because I thought um, I think last game he showed us like 10 other masks he had in his bag so I kind of thought he'd be replacing it but... That's that's what I was thinking, that I would probably continue to wear that while we were here. Okay, because cause the way that it ended last time is you put the mask yeah, on, right? I did, but, you're absolutely right. But if you want to wear a mask, that's completely up to you at this point. Uh, so, uh, after our conversation, I, I, I would definitely, for being here, I would probably continue wearing the mask, a mask anyway, uh, uh, for that ex- uh, very obvious reason. I think we would come up with that, that solution. Um, because we're, once we get to Delicott, potentially that all changes. Even just entering the gates, uh, he could easily slide it off, palm it, put it in his in his pack, and and there he is. You know, so it's it's whatever we uh, as a group are going to decide if he's going to assume that identity as we walk in the gates or later on. Hey, not a problem at all. Then she doesn't refer to you as sir, and Excellent. she will just obtain your breakfast and serve everything out to you. Does anyone want to do anything else while you're here before you get going? Um, still kind of like chewing on her jerky, which is quite vicious looking. She just tears it apart with her teeth. Um, we would like to probably go see if she can talk to Penny for a second without being intrusive. Of course. Well, as stated before, she was just sitting there sipping on a cup of tea. And she looks up to you as you make your way over to her. Good morning. Am I interrupting? She gives you a slight shrug. She's like, "Um, I'm not doing anything in particular, so you're really not interrupting anything besides quiet time. But please have a seat, Miss Creed. Thank you so much. Um, Nod of the head, she sits down. I I was hoping you could tell me about some... uh, Locations in Delicat. Uh, I've I've never been to the, the capital, so I'm hoping in case our party gets separated, not to get lost. I'm sure some of my compatriots could tell me, but being a native of the area, perhaps you know more to provide some details. Uh, shops, potential healers in the city as well that can supply us with supplies for on the road in case one of us gets hurt, uh, things of that nature. Like, of course. She's like, um, they probably won't be willing to give you a discount, but I'll be willing to 
give you some places that I would recommend while you're there. He chuckles a little bit. Zit is understandable. Uh, she gives you a list of uh, apothecaries and herbalists uh, in Delicat that she's used before that she knows are somewhat reputable when you get and, there. Right. And do you know of any uh, arms dealers, well, smiths to repair weapons or sell weapons? I've One of my weapons was broken in our travels, and I'm hoping to replace it. I feel a little uh, naked without it. Yeah, she shakes her head. She's like, I don't have much use for weapons myself. My brother probably could have given you a good recommendation, but he left early this morning. I'm sure you shouldn't have a hard time finding a smith or someone willing to sell arms and armor for your protection and betterment. Delicat is a capital city of the Neo Kingdom, so anything you're looking for, I'm sure you'd be able to find without much trouble. Understood. Thank you. Uh, are there certain areas of the city we should avoid? Probably most of it. Most of it's fair. She, she gives you a bit of a smile. She's like, as long as you keep your head on a swivel and stay alert, you should be fine. Understood. Thank you so much. I'm hoping my dashing good looks will do most of the work for me, but that is good advice. Thank you. She chuckles. She's like... I'm sure you will attract a certain breed. Unfortunate circumstance. Well, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but thank you so much. I, we very much appreciate this. Of course. Uh, will you be traveling on the next coach out? I think we will be. Uh, is that soon? In the next hour or so? Uh, she glances outside to see Gregor and Sergio getting the horses ready and making sure everything's good to go, and she nods. She's like, looks like we're leaving in a little bit. Okay, I will alert the rest of my group. Thank you. Uh, we, I'll see if they want to travel by coach or walk. Appreciate of it. Course. She smiles and nods her head to you. She walks back to the group where Kor and Nawada are. Um, she's back down and says, well, the carriage is leaving soon. Do we want to hoof it? Or do we want to see if we can catch a ride? Well, didn't we already pay those buffoons to take us to Delacroix? I think we may have, or it may have been just to get us here, but I can double check. Unless, Novada, you know for sure. I'm, I'm pretty certain that we were, we were, had, we were paid to go to Delacroix, but we can, uh, I think double checking would be a great idea. Oh, we just hop on and see if they get mad at us. I like it. <laughs> what are they going to do? Tell no to the people who save their carriage and their business and their lives? I don't think so. It's that stance of acting like you know what you're doing. <laughs> um. Okay. Um, do you guys want to Anything, otherwise Creed's probably gonna sit down and finish her rations for a second before going to make sure we're not left behind. Someone else wants to do it. Okay, Creed finishes up her, her rations. Um looks for lonely for uh longingly at her empty wine thing, think about a second, doesn't. Gets up and goes talks to uh the coachman. See 
they need help, if they're almost ready to go. Um... Not a problem. You head outside. You meet up with Sergio and Gregor. They nod and offer you a wave. Uh, Gregor makes his way over to you. He's like, I just want to thank you for what you guys did yesterday. Uh, I'd be dead if it wasn't for you guys. So I, I really appreciate you putting your necks out there for me. You definitely could have ran. We're just thankful that Cole happened to know it was you and not a, a nasty creature. Thank goodness. Um, but you are welcome. We do your service. Uh, are we... Are we almost ready to get going? Uh, yeah, we should be good to go in about another 10 to 15 minutes about. Perfect. I will let my group know we will be joining the rest of the way to Difficult. Uh, he looks kind of confused on why you would declare that, because, like you stated, you did pay for the entire way to Delicat. So he nods. He's like, of course. It's like, uh, you can probably be in the wagon this time. It's not full. It's just that other woman in there other woman in there. Ooh. Penny. Oh. That's right, that's funny. I was like, there was another woman that I not know this? Um, okay. Um, she, her, she kind of peeks her head back in the, into the end to see if the other two are done eating or getting up anytime soon. Very much the hurry of a person, busy body, gotta go. <laughs> Yes, of course, we would see her checking on us. Uh, I think we'd finish up and, and join. Uh, seems like it's time to go. So, yeah, we'll finish up and uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll go out and, and, and join her. Okay. You guys head outside. Uh, you board the carriage. Penny joins you after a minute or two. And you guys start taking off to Delicat. Is there anything that you guys wanted to talk about or do while you're on the carriage, given that Penny is there with you this time? Or do you all just kind of make small talk? I well, I would imagine... Oh, go ahead. Nope, I, I was just saying... Go for it. I was just going to say, I would imagine we kind of have to... You know what? Let's... let's let's uh, We'll make small talk and, and, and uh, engage Penny... See, see what we might be able to glean from from her information with the travelers through the red. The, the is it the red raven? Wherever we were, the red raven is the yeah. Answer, so. Okay, what questions do you have for? And she's more than willing to speak. We have a few hours worth of travel, so. Yes, Miss Miss Penny. May- um, I would I would assume that you see a lot of travelers going through the Red Raven, yes? Perhaps you could regale us with uh, some of the more interesting travelers that have come through. She kind of raises her brow as you say that. She motions back to the inn. She's like, that was the first time I've ever been there. Oh! Um, I'm heading to Delica from uh, Betsmar. But other than that, I haven't spent uh, much time on these roads. Interesting. I was unaware. I, I presumed that since you were uh, akin to the to the warden, that uh, you were of the area, so... No, I'm so, just the older sister. He left a few years ago to 
to head to Delicat. He got picked up as a road warden, and she kind of half smiles. He's pretty good at his job, I guess, and he advanced pretty quickly up to the rank of sergeant. He heard that I was traveling to Delicat for a potential move there, and he decided to take up this patrol this evening in hopes of catching me. Oh, of course, yes. And and uh, have you been to Delicat before? Periodically. Yes? As, as, as I, I, so you know your way around a little bit, uh, if, if, if we, might we able to, might we be able to find you or, or, or ask for aid if, if, uh, we need it? Eventually. I'm looking to set up my practice there. And until that happens, I'll be staying with some friends and visiting some colleagues. That may take a bit to get everything up and running, but you're more than welcome to come see me if you need anything. That's wonderful. Of course, if there's anything that we can do to help, we are we are semi-capable and could potentially uh, aid in, in, in things if you need if you need our uh, assistance of our kind. I'll be your new primary care physician. Fortunately, I'm in your network and I do accept your HMO. And Fantastic. therefore... Fantastic. <laughs> uh, she, she smiles. She, she's like, well, if I can think of anything that you'd be useful for, I'll be sure to call on you. Are you staying in Delicat for a while? Hard to say. We may or may not be. Um, we, this is my first time being there, and I'm willing to look at, take in the city and see what it's all about, see what it has to offer, and if there's not much there, well, then, you know, boring things need to be left behind. Delicat has a lot to offer. It all depends on what you're looking for. A lot of it isn't good, though. Mm. So, as long as you stay to yourself, you should be fine. But there are quite a few charlatans and and the like that have taken up residence within the capital city. Ah, it is good to know. Just be careful. Core kind of, uh, Core kind of, uh, chuckles to herself under her breath and gives Penny a nod and says, uh, I've been, uh, I've been trying to tell them that this whole time, but maybe they'll, maybe they'll take your words to heart better than mine. I think this is the first time. Oh, sorry, bud. Nope. Go ahead. Finish that. Nope. She just smiles to Core, and and gives her a nod. Cree turns to Core because I think this is the first time that she's kind of mentioned in front of. Like, it, maybe it's now just hitting Cree that maybe Cora has been here before or had some experience with Delicat. It just this is finally kicking in for her. She goes, I know, right? It took a minute. Um, <laughs> she kind of turns to Cora and goes, Have you, I assume you've been here before or someone from your your hunting encampment has? Hmm. A bunch of them probably have, but. Yeah, I've been to Delicat before, unfortunately. What made it so unfortunate? Uh, Don't mind my asking. I I spent quite a while there. Um, 
It's just... Uh, the whole city is... is crooks and, and people looking to... to get ahead and they'll stab you in the back to do it, so... That's really all you've got to look for in Delicot. It was... I was good to get out of the city when I did. Bree kind of looks at her nods a little bit, thoughtfully. Uh, hopefully we don't need to spend more time than necessary to get what we need. Yeah, that'd be good. And she looks at her, I, I know I'm a bit, uh, out there with my methods. Um, if we're in a situation where you think I am being foolhardy, please let me know. I know I'm a lot at some point, and I do not wish to endanger the party, especially with, uh, as under the weather as I am at the moment. Mm. Yeah, I will. I feel, uh, as much as I hate the place, I feel a little better coming back uh, the way I am now than the way I used to be. I think maybe it'll be, uh, we might not get messed with quite as much looking the way we do, but, you know. They would be fools to try. Hmm. This kind of winks at core, really. Okay. So, you guys travel for about two hours. Uh, Again, you just make small talk with Penny. Um, you got a little bit more insight in your sleep depravity about why Core probably doesn't like Delicat and decides to start asking questions in your half-awake, half-asleep, somewhat delirious state. As you start to arrive, the city gates of Delicat are open. Guards are sitting on stools on each side of the road, casually watching the coaches that under the city showing little to no interest, however, about interacting with any new arrivals. The relatively young capital city looks less glamorous than you would have expected. A lot of the buildings seem to be a bit more run down than you'd heard. Others have shoddy patchwork done and covered up with a bad paint job. People are busy moving through the city. The streets are tight with foot and horse traffic. People jostling past each other and coaches yelling at each other to get out of the way before they run them over. About a half hour worth of travel time into the city. That's with people in the way and the horses slowing down and moving up a little bit. You come to a roundabout section of town that's filled with different taverns and inns. The Skinny Hag Inn, the Victorious Orc, the Twin Inns, Fat Jack's Grub and Hub, and right next to that is Fat Jack's Rub and Tug, along with seven other taverns all almost on top of each other. Outside of each bar are callers trying to drum up business. Best prices in town, best beer in town, best entertainment, best women, and men. Uh, and the callers sometimes taunt each other, uh, trying to drum up business. As people are moving in and out, you're still mid-afternoon, so it's not super busy there, but it still has a pretty good clientele at this point. The streets here are also pretty busy, shoulder to shoulder in most cases. The wagon does come to a halt, and Sergio and Gregor climb off and make sure the horses are secure. What are you guys doing inside as they lock everything up to get going? 
I make a perception check just to see as we climb out if um, anyone's taking a keen interest in the wagon as we hop off or in Penny, just like eyeing us pretty aggressively right off. Uh, sure. Give me a roll. Okay. Let's see. There is it. There it is. Okay. Fourteen. Uh, Ray, as you look to start getting off, uh, you hear a hand slaps on the wagon door, and you see there's a beggar there. His hair is long and stringy. He's got brown, ratty clothes on that look filthy. Uh, and, and he yells like, uh, Got any coffee to spare? I haven't eaten in days. Help, help a bloke sits down on his luck out. He slams his hand on the door and, and is holding his hand out, looking for, for change, looking for money. Side check on him, see if he's genuinely, like, not trying to scam us. Sure. Okay. Ben? Uh, you're not sure. And what Creed. are your passive perceptions, by the way? Uh, 13 for Creed. Okay. And eleven. Okay. Spare some copper. You've got it in there. Creed looks uh, to poor. Starts banging on the door. Poor is gonna push past Creed, slam open the door, and shove the guy away. Okay. Uh, you shove the door open. Uh, you're definitely way stronger than he is. He falls and backwards on his, on his ass. Glare down at him menacingly. Okay. Uh, as you glare at him, Creed, you notice out of the corner of your eye, you see someone coming up on the other side of the wagon, and they reach up and they grab a bag on top and they pull it down, and it looks like they're trying to sneak away. Creed's after him immediately. She's, uh, she's um, taking out her scimitar. She's shouting after him, Put it down. Um, you, he, hears, he hears like her booming voice like right in his ears. Okay. Uh, you pull your weapon uh, in the middle of the city as Kor stands over this beggar who looks completely in shock and kind of scared. Um, the man who grabbed the bag off the top instantly turns around and he starts running for his life. Oh no. Creed gives chase. Creed gives chase. Does he have the did he first of all, does he have the bag? I assume it's not one of ours. Um, you don't know. He just grabbed one and he took off quick so if you want to take your time to survey what was taken and what wasn't you can figure out whose it is. Okay, well, for the record, Cor would absolutely not have had her bag on top, so... Yeah, right. Reed would have had her bag on her, but she's... Her persona, um... very confrontational. So, um... She goes to start giving chase. She's gonna try and... At least She's gonna go at least try and catch him within the next 15 feet. If she can't, she's gonna abandon 
Okay. So, well, 15 feet isn't much, but that's okay. So, Kor is intimidating the one guy. You see this happening, and you yell at him, and he takes off running, and you start chasing after him. Nawada, what are you doing? I am right with them. Okay. Uh, so, will I get athletic rolls from Creed and Nawada, please? That is okay. I have disadvantage, right? Uh, yes. Because well, this ought to go well. Yeah. Is it two? Let me see what it pops up. Oh, I'll take it. Okay. Not uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nawada uh, kind of slinks past you, Creed, and starts chasing after uh, this, this thief. And you start making ground on him as he looks back and he sees the blue devil woman and red devil another... woman. Oh, oh, right. I'm sorry. Uh, red, red Devil Woman and this other other figure uh, chasing after them, and his arms are flailing as he's like kind of shoveling and jostling people, and he's making pretty good movement. Um, probably because he has a better idea about the city than you guys, but you guys are on his heels. So give me another athletics roll. For athletics, I would like to stealthily. Um use my uh, what's it called the uh, curse of the blood curse of bloated agony like I want to hide my hand so no one sees the sudden like blood gushing from it but I want to make his strength index checks fail like get a disadvantage on them as we gain ground okay so that's not a problem so give me uh, your athletic roll It's a nice one. Oh, that you was bad. A... I tripped. Oh, no. <laughs> you, got, you got a five. Nawada got a nine, but he only got a five. So uh, you guys start making ground. Nawada, you're definitely catching up. With so many people on the streets, they're all getting jostled and bounced about. And he's not able to get the ground that he wants. Like he runs into someone and then bounces off and runs into somebody else. You guys definitely pick up a lot of ground on him. Give me another athletics roll. And now with this disadvantage, his legs or his body's visibly bloating. Like he's like swelling in his clothes. That's um, gruesome. Excellent. Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking a second to get both out. Nope, that's okay. okay. Uh, and Nawada, your athletics roll. Uh, he rolled an eight. Oh, an eight. Nawada rolled an 18. So as people are kind of bouncing around, you stop and then you rush through a quick opening and then you stop and then you rush through a quick opening and you're maybe six or seven feet away from him as he's looking back, seeing you there. And Creed, you're not losing ground, but you're not making up any other ground. So give me another athletics check. And then I have to do the second one. Okay. Oh no. Um, uh, Noada and Creed. Uh, Noada rolled a one with his negative one strength. Creed rolled a three. And over Noada, is that what happens? <laughs> you guys kind of run into each other, and this guy runs into a bunch of people that kind of shove him. So no one really makes any ground on it. 
who are just stumbling like drugs through the city trying to catch this man. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Give me another roll. You guys have made a lot of ground on him, though. Come on. Oh, he's still only rolled a five, so oh. uh, you've won three resisted checks against him, Nawada. So you've caught up to him as he's slowing down. His feet and legs are swelling from the curse that was put on him. Uh, his arms aren't as nimble and dexterous as they once were. Uh, but you are up there with him. What are you doing? As he's still trying to run, he's within arm's reach of you. Um, I am going to uh, if he's if he's in arm's reach, I'm just going to try and uh, uh, I'm going to try and tackle him. Just grab hold of him. Okay, give me another athletics roll. Oof, yeah. Okay. You are right up behind him. You're able to get your hand on the back of his shirt. You slow him down just enough to throw all your body weight into him from behind. Uh, just roll a d20 for me. For uh, shiggles. Okay. Uh, your mask stays on for the most part, as now you're being jostled and everything about. Mm-hmm. Um but you're able to keep it in. You tackle him to the ground. Uh, he starts struggling. He's like, take it! And he kind of shoves the bag to the side, uh, outside of his arm's length. Is Creed, um... Creed, is... you, are, you are one round out, but they're not going anywhere, so you don't need to fight through people to catch up, though. Yeah, I'm I'm staying on top of him. Okay. Does does um does Creed see that um Obata's got the bag and him at least? Uh you see the bag is maybe three or feet three or four feet outside of his arm length. So okay. it's right there to get as Nawada uh has him pinned down. Uh give me a resistor roll, he's gonna try to get free. And I'm sure he's gonna fail miserably with that roll. I do another uh, athletics uh, check, or uh, no? Yeah. You don't need to make the rolls. You can just catch up. Uh, athletics. Yes, please. Ooh. <laughs> uh, uh, it was bound to happen. <laughs> it was bound to happen. No water rolled a two. Uh, he was doing really good. The other guy only rolled a five. So uh, you you have him down, and you got him locked in, and he puts his hand uh, on your face and shoves you back your mess is knocked off at that point as he slides free the and, d- and the bloated agony is ended because it's already after my turn I think so it's it's gone he's back okay. to normal okay um, and he gets up and he starts scrambling away again um, but he, the bag is there so he didn't get away with it um, am I up there yet or yeah, yeah, you catch up right as he slides right. away. I, if you I put the sword away continue. immediately <laughs> um, <laughs> to make sure no one else freaks out that I've got it drawn. Um, snatch the bag and put a hand on Nawada's shoulder. 
We are you okay? Oh yes, I'm just fine. I had him. I had him. But we did get the bag. This is true. Uh, is has he? Have you put your mask? Has he put his mask on back yet? Uh, it never came off. Still on. No, oh. he shoved it off when he shoved you off. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is it like? Is it within arm's reach, or is it like flung away somewhere? Uh, it's it's right at his feet there. Okay. Yeah, I'll just pick it up and put it back on. Okay. Uh, I'd like to make a perception check to see if I see core in the wagon. <laughs> uh, they're far enough away that you don't see them, because you, okay. you were running a bit, but. Back to Core in the Wagon. The guy that you intimidated, he mm. looks up at you, and uh, kind of seeing that everyone else is kind of gone, he's like, you could have just said no! And he pushes himself back up to his feet and slowly starts backing away, not taking his eyes off you, uh, mostly out of intimidation purposes. Core just gives him, like, a, a uh, Houthi tusky grin, like a malicious grin and c- takes like a sort of a, a step towards him like a to, to fake him out that she's gonna go after him again uh, he does a double step back and stumbles into somebody who kind of shoves him out of the way watch where you're going and the guy like looks around and then he slinks off into the crowd and as Nawada picks up his mask, he's just gonna he's just gonna palm it and put it right back into his into his into his um, bag. We'll go without it. Uh, Penny looks at you, Cor, and smiles a bit. Welcome to Delicat. Oh, I know. They uh, they got the the Delicat welcome. Well, at least they didn't get stabbed. That's true. Core Core will have um, any money, like her coin purse is hidden away, like inside her clothing, um, and her backpack of supplies. She's always kind of got a hand on it. She she knows Delicat. She knows exactly what to expect. So she's always on the lookout for any pickpockets or anything like that. Um, and she, while we're here, is going to hold herself very, very tall, keep kind of that menacing look on her face, and, uh, just be extra, try and be extra observant while we're in the city. That sounds perfect. Give me an intimidation roll just for, just for, you know, your general walking around. Sure. Status. Man. You're rusting, bitch face. <laughs> I wish intimidation was strength based instead of charisma. Oh, but good. That's, a, that's a 17. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you're, you puff your chest out, you roll your shoulders back, and you're mean mugging everyone that looks your way once, not even twice. Mm hmm. Uh, Nawada and Creed, you come back to the wagon. You see Kor standing there, just kind of glaring at people, taking on bodyguard duty as Gregor and Sergio finish taking the bags off. Penny sees the bag that you have and kind of narrows her eyes a bit. She's like, I think that one's mine. 
Creed Zata, zero welcome. They don't have very good security on this wagon. It almost got snatched. She, she laughs a bit. Sergio looks at you guys like, we only gotta get you here. Which we almost didn't do. You are oh, welcome you. if you made it. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> um, Penny goes into one of her other bags and looks to one of the callers for one of the taverns and motions them over. She's like, uh, I'll stay here the night. Can you have someone bring my stuff up? And she hands them some silver. They nod and they rush back inside to go get a, a bar back. She takes out a potion and hands it to you, Creed, as you're the most vocal. She's like, uh, that's for getting my stuff back. Hopefully that'll help you guys in whatever trouble you get into. Because I have a feeling that you guys will be getting in a lot of trouble here. He takes the potion, nods, and uh, looks at Penny with a wink and says, We would not have it any other way, but this one will make sure I don't get into much trouble in points at core. Oh, I would definitely have it any other way. Uh, take a uh, potion of cure wounds. Oh, fantastic. Um, I would like to hand this to core <laughs> um, because of my exhaustion. I, she, uh, it's very much like, again, I am not 100% here today. Uh, I think this is safer with you for now. Right. I'll keep it. I don't know whoever wants to hold it. Uh, as you guys are there, and Penny's getting her stuff taken in, and she bids you an adieu. Uh, Creed, you notice there are two figures that are standing off to the side, kind of by an alleyway that's watching your group, but it definitely seems like they're looking towards Nowata more than the rest of you. In a malicious way, just kind of like a, a beady-eyed sort of way. Uh, in a intrigue sort of way. Reed drops back to Novada and says, "Don't look now, but you may want that mask." Um, and kind of just very subtly jerks her chin towards the alleyway, and basically points with her eyes and her chin a little bit. So, do, do I see them? Uh, yeah, they, they're pretty nondescript. They just have normal clothes on. They look like everyone else here. Brown hair, brown eyes, nothing average height, average build, nothing that really makes them stand out of, oh, they're someone to take notice of. But for whatever reason, they're watching you and Creed kind of being alert from what just happened and what Kor's been saying, notices them watching you. When you look over, one of them subtly makes eye contact with you, and he raises his uh, right hand to his left ear and uses an index finger to to clean out his ear. <laughs> Are you okay? <sighs> So she hears him kind of chuckle. Yes. I think I think this is interesting. And he walks up to them. Okay, you make your way over to them. They uh, don't do anything or say anything. 
right away. So, so what are they? Are they like that's happening right now? She can she like nudge Corm to like, hey, go up there as no auto takes off. Yeah, so uh, are are they like up against the a wall or in an alleyway? They're they're by a wall near an alleyway. There are some businesses there. Can I just walk up? Uh, is there enough space for me to walk up right between them and then, you know, kind of take up space right between them? You can, definitely. As, I you're, do walk, so. as you're walking towards them, though, the one yes. does the same thing, raises his hand to his ear and kind of scratches it, rubs it, cleans it out. He's watching you. I look over my shoulder. Are Creed and Core following? Creed's hanging back to give you a little space, but she's de- you can definitely tell she's got her hand on her scimitar and just is watching very intently. I give the nod to join. I, I, I kind of, over my shoulder, beckon. Right, Creed nudges Core to make sure. I don't know if she's got it yet, but um, just to make sure, hey, we're here. Oh yeah, Core will follow, and um, uh, Question for the DM. Sure. Uh, would she have seen them raise their hand and like clean out their ear, that sort of thing they're doing? Were you watching them when she I think she would have been watching as Nawada walked off, yeah. 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 It doesn't seem like they're trying to be subtle about it. It just seems like uh maybe a nervous tick or maybe a hygiene thing that they're doing. Or to core, maybe does that seem like sort of a call sign? Like they're expecting it to be done back to them? Like something exactly like what that. I was going to do. As after I beckon you guys to follow, I was going to do the ear cleaning thing back at them. Give me a knowledge history. I'd like I to ask if they just, do this and succeed, can Creed just kind of like copy, basically? Sure. Looks if she sees her do it, she's going to copy it. So, knowledge history. Can I get any sort of benefit from, you know, having <laughs> cough, cough, grown up here? <laughs> uh, what is your background? Shoot, this is what we deliberated over back and forth, back and forth. Um, what did I end up going with? It's either Urchin or Outlander, and I can't remember which right now. Um... Sander character sheet. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to find. <laughs> uh, it should be under description. Description. Oh, background. Yep. Okay. Um. I know you can never find these details when you're really looking. Right? Which one did I pick? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. It looks like I went with Outlander. Uh. In that case, no. So just a history roll, please. All right. 
<laughs> nope, not a clue. He's got he's got <laughs> earwigs that he's trying to get out. Don't go near him. You'll get earwigs too. <laughs> earwigs. <laughs> Roll the one. Not a clue. Earwigs. What, obviously. Would I? Is this something that maybe would be more of a general thing? No. Well, I'll I'll let you give me an insight roll, just for for let's see what you gleam at this point. Insight. All right. Um... Uh, you're on eleven, so you're really not sure. It's hard to tell. Maybe they're trying to send a message to you or someone. Right. Can we try an insight check or something just to see if she, maybe she's got an idea of what's going on? Sure. Given that she's from the army and you do call signs all the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah, they're definitely they're they're definitely looking for for a return signal. She immediately does it, bumps core real subtly in the shoulder to kind of follow suit. <laughs> so you're all there just Picking at your ears, ears. Just picking <laughs> your ears, just cleaning them out. Y'all got earwigs. Uh, okay, uh, you guys start walking towards them doing that, and they look between each other, looking confused. Oh, no. And as you start to get closer, and you move between the two of them, they start to step away. And they do double takes back at you before they kind of regroup and start walking into the crowd with the crowd um you do hear I think that was him I didn't do it couldn't have been him I'm supposed to be here by now we'll did they see later. did they not see me do the ear thing they did okay you did the wrong thing that's the you thing you should pick your nose man <laughs> I clearly did the wrong thing <laughs> Scratch your nose, something. We'll have to, we'll have to figure it out. If uh, Nawada stops following, Creed's not going to go any further. She, this is primarily she was like trying to back him up in case this got ugly, as Core probably was too. Um, but she's not going to pursue. If you do watch them as they head into the crowd, you do see they duck off down into an alleyway, and they meet up with a third figure, a much stockier figure before they disappear away. Okay. Does this stockier figure look human? Like, actual, like, human race? It's hard to tell from how okay. far back you are and how far ahead they are. Okay, okay. But, okay. but it could be a, a stocky man or a dwarf or something, someone squat. Got it. Okay. A very short orc. A very <laughs> tall and broad halfling. Uh, you know, it could have been anything. Okay. Check him. Novada, what do you want to do? Well, clearly this has something to do, I think, with our... with our find. I think... I think I th I 
uh, yes, I think we need to figure out the countersign to their sign. Agreed, but while we do that, I do not think Eva should go alone anywhere at the moment. You, because if you're caught alone, who knows what might happen? People are already recognizing you. Me, because I'm half out of my wits. Well, it looks like it looks like I'm doing without the masks for now. Let's find. I think we need to find an inn. Let's let's set up. Core, any suggestions? Where might you have us reside while we're here? Um, Did type out of food. Would Core have any ideas of somewhere that's um? less likely to... No, I know she never would have stayed in an inn, but um, maybe she heard something at some point about somewhere that's less likely to cheat us, or... Uh, You start trying to think back about what places would be good to stay, given there's a bunch of taverns and everything near you guys now. Um, Before you can turn to answer. Um, Creed, you hear a voice behind you. Um, mm. If I if I didn't know better, I say an angel fell from the heavens and landed here in front of me. Do I recognize this voice? But I do know better, so I know the gates of hell spit you out and slam shut behind you. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I do know this voice, don't I? You do know that voice. Glance back over your shoulder. You're maybe sleep deprived. You may be delirious, but you do see a very familiar face of one Johnny Shieldwick. It's been a while, and he does. Been a while. Anyway, <laughs> he does look different from the last time you saw him. Uh, the side of his head is shaved, and his hair is still long, much longer than the last time you saw him looks a little bit on the thinner side, then maybe has an extra scar or two on his face. Read a half-cocked smile that is part vicious and part playful spreads across her face as she turns. I'll be damned. Is that that Johnny I see? I didn't expect to see you here. Dealing's mutual. He looks to Kor, Erda, Corin, Nawada. It's like new friends of yours. Yes, this is uh, my compatriots ever since I departed the Red Saints. Uh, we've been traveling together for a few weeks now. We just came into town. What's, uh, what business brings you here to the capital? I've taken up residence here as of late got a little side business of my own. Of course you do. He holds his hand out to you, Nawada, first. It's like, uh, Johnny, nice to meet you. Stick my finger in my ear (laughs) and then point (laughs) and then then point at him and give him a nod. (laughs) He glances over to you, Creed, and then looks to Kor. Johnny Shieldwick. Cor will sort of grunt and uh, give him a nod. 
core. Not a very handshaking group now, are you? They're a little less touchy and feely than my old compatriots, this is true. So what are you doing here in Delicat? Oh, you know, same old, same old, just passing through. We are in need of a, a tavern or an interstate for the night as we just rolled in. Do you have a recommendation, Johnny? Of course I do. Mm. We can go to the Crack Inn. It's right down by the river. Not too far from here. I insight check him to see if he's not making sure he's not being super nefarious, just knowing the past with him. Sure, give me an insight roll. It's with disadvantage because I'm sleepy. I think that's. Oh, not great. Okay. Nine. Nine. I think that's copyrighted. Don't do that. <laughs> According to everyone that you talk to, Delica's a pretty shady place. Johnny's pretty shady from what you know, but you don't think that he's ever going to cross you. Okay. So you think he's on the level. Alright. Reed just nods, um, gestures. Then why don't you lead the way, Johnny? Just like old times. Show me the town. Uh, pleasure. He uh, he tries to put his arm around your side. He snakes out of it very casually, like maybe goes on the other side of core, just like, like pretending she saw something. Like, ooh, that's cool, and slips that way. You're like, nope. <laughs> okay, uh, you start following him, and he starts making small talk. He's like, uh, I've been moving merchandise up and down the river between here and. Poor Basilorn, so been keeping a pretty nice penny in my wallet lately. Well, Johnny, last time you were moving merchandise, a captain gave you quite the beating. Is that still the business you're in? Not that I particularly care at the moment. No, I've become far more entrepreneurial as of late. I've worked mm. for myself. I don't have to split the profits that way, or be undercut that way. You always were a man of ambition. We all want to get ahead in this world, so why not be? Um, so how long have you been in Delicott? Did not know you Um, came this way. You, You tell me, give me a heads up where you're heading. About a year and a half now. I would be happy to keep in touch with you more, but at times it seems like you rather not have my presence in your company. You know how it did, you know how it was traveling all the time with the with the squadron. It was hard to keep track. Well, it seems that you don't have any squadron to keep in touch with anymore. Doesn't comment on that. Like maybe you'll see me around a bit more. Maybe I'll see you around a bit more. I can check to see if that's a threat. Doesn't sound like a threat. Unless you want to take it as a threat, that's up to you. She takes it mildly as a threat, but she doesn't show it. It's just internalizing. Like this, this is very uncomfortable for her. 
Um, she's trying to hide it, though. Uh, Coronawata, what are you guys doing? Are you just sitting back, listening, picking your ears? Absolutely. Uh, just <laughs> totally picking my ear. I'm, I'm, I'm less interested in the conversation, hearing it, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to really look around and see if anybody is. I've stopped picking my ear. It's uh, clearly the wrong thing. <laughs> I was hoping that he might um, respond to it. In other words, stating that hey, you shouldn't do that or something like that. But clearly, he doesn't know. So we gotta figure out from somebody else. So, and I'm just kind of scanning our area here back against the wall uh, best I can to see if, if uh, we have other earwiggers. Um, Kor is kind of looking at Nawada um, kind of intently. She'll, she'll still pause and, and look around them to make sure uh, nothing, no one's trying to sneak up on them or anything. But um Nawada, have you uh, have you been to Delicot before? I have not. I am absolutely as confused as you are. Insight check. Do it, baby. Bring it. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Not that she's good at this, but she doesn't really buy it. Something is off. Eight. Sweet. You're really not sure. You don't think he has a reason to lie to you? But you're not sure. You don't have a real vibe one way or the other. I looked at her directly in the eyes, which he never does. And I simply state, Core, what's, what's wrong? Come on, you can tell me. It's just... It's just strange that you take off that mask in a place you've never been to before, and it seems like people recognize you right away. I know. It is very peculiar. I mean, I have been to couple of smaller villages and towns uh, the Red Raven obviously and, and word may have traveled I suppose but and I've had dealings with individuals uh, as, as have you of, of, of perhaps not the best of of, of caricature but um, I assure you I have never been here and I do not know what they are on about I'm quite curious. We could have some fun finding out. If you say so. All right. And he just gives her the, you know, his his regular. Well, of course, she's never seen it prior to yesterday. But that 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 sheepish Cheshire cat Cheshire cat grin of let's let's get in some trouble. All right. Um. And was it only Nawada who heard? them saying like oh he was supposed to be here by now or would all of us have heard it you all could have heard that that's not okay and i and i would share they seem to think they know me or were expecting me it's this this i don't know 
Sounds like maybe you look like someone else. As this conversation's going on, can Creed notice that they're kind of talking behind her about something and brace herself and like slink a little closer to Johnny to whisper something very, very quietly, hoping no one else hears it and infernal in his ear? Yeah, definitely. So it comes out as basically translating into um if you're still in the same line of bus- uh, business, I would like to talk about uh, some information you've had helped me with in the past and potentially um, some supplies asked for before. He offers you a coy smile and nods. And, and, and we he, hear the conversation? No, because unless you speak infernal. Man, right. Infernal is so much more succinct than English is common. <laughs> I, I was very impressed by it. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, she's purposely um, trying to be very quiet so you guys don't notice that she's whispered something, but if you do, it's in a different language. He whispers back in Infernal, anything for you, my love. Anything for you. Against her better judgment, playing into it, she uh, gives him a, a squeeze on his shoulder. Most affectionately, before it lets it drop, and it's a little bit of space back between them. Sounds like a plan. As you're following him through, you do hear up ahead, you hear someone yelling and shouting out to a small crowd that's gathered. Um, if you get closer, whether you stop or keep walking, you see there's a half-alvin man uh, wearing white robes, and there are runes inscribed on the robes uh, in red. Maybe it's blood, maybe it's just red ink. Uh, his brown hair is wild and unkempt, and his arms are held out to his sides and raised slightly up in the air. Uh, his green eyes have this wild, faraway look in them. And he doesn't make eye contact with anyone, even though there is a small group there. So he's kind of looking up above and out past everyone. And the few listeners that they have, they're pretty intent on what he's saying, and they're whispering to each other. And you get the feeling that some of them are nervous as he speaks up. The rivers will flow with poison as the followers of Cyril will overrun the banks and seep into Delicat. Poison will rain from the heavens and the hells, and everyone on the streets will gag and choke to death. These days are coming. The time is upon us. Snakes will crawl from every crack and opening of the earth. They will bite us in our sleep. They will inject us with their venom in our veins, and Cyro will rise. The Neo Kingdom is a gateway to the hells. Now is the time to repent. Find the temples for forgiveness. Come with me for forgiveness. Now is your only time. Salvation is limited. Follow me and I will lead you to a better life. People are still whispering to each other like, Man, he's crazy. No, no. Um, no, maybe he's telling the truth. Like, things are weird here. Maybe we should go. I don't think this is a scam. The 
they're whispering between each other. And he repeats a lot of it again. Can I do... Can Creed do a religion check to see if she's heard the name of this god he's, or this deity they're referring to? Definitely. Disadvantage. So it's she has advantage on religion, but it'll be just straight, right? Because of the question? Correct. Oh, God. Five. Uh, you are not sure. You're kind of distracted with Johnny because that's kind of unsettling for you. Mm-hmm. And you're hearing him yell and scream and people are whispering and everything's just kind of a blur. Reed groans, shakes her head and rubs the migraine that's still in between her eyes a little bit and doesn't pay it any mind. She's heard um, prophecies of dark ages before. And Cyril, you know, is a god of of death a, a god of assassins you really don't know much more he's not one of the major pantheon but it's a name you've heard before but you really can't place place anything about him um I guess I'll, I'll mutter to Johnny and say has that been going on for long there's always people out here yelling one thing or another. I've seen this guy before. And this isn't the first time he's been out here. What's he He's walking. Are we close to the tavern at this point? Yeah, if you don't stop here and you just keep going, then yeah, definitely you'll get to the tavern within another 10-15 minute walk. Though, unfortunately, with the rule of five and being sleep-deprived, I don't think Creed has much interest in listening and trying to figure out more this time. What about Nawada or Kor? Do you care enough for the madman's ramblings, or just keep going? Well, Kor would probably just shrug it off as, like, typical Delicot shit. Um, since I've never been here, I might, I might be curious. Um, I don't really know, though, that I would. Do Do I know? Maybe, maybe I can check to see if I know what he's referring to. Um, it sounds like he's, well, either he's crazy, which is very sure. possible. Or he may be giving a prophecy from what he's claiming he's seen visions of. But also that could just be him being crazy. Is he surrounded by many? I mean, is anybody really paying attention or they just kind of stand back? There's people paying attention to him. It seems what he's saying has some validity to some of these people. And they're kind of hanging on every word. Not a large group, maybe four or five. I walk up to the edge of the group and just directly speak to him and say, Do tell us more. 
could hear him divert from the path of us, like where we're going. Well, Core and Nawada were behind you, so you guys are kind of watching forward, and you're like, "Let's let's just go." And then Core would see Nawada kind of drifts off as you guys are probably 10, 15 paces ahead of them at that point before it realizes that the group is no longer really together. I, I, I'm just doing a quick flyby here to see if, if there's anything else that kind of, you know, incites or, you know, in, uh, any type of fanaticism about him. And, uh, but I'm still, con- I, I'm, I'm more, far more focused on keeping with the group. And you say that, and he doesn't respond to you, but he does continue to rant on. And he's like, Poison will rain from the heavens. What you breathe, what you drink, the waters will be polluted. Come with me if you want salvation. I can only do so much to save all of you. Yeah, we'll we'll ask about that a little bit more later, I think. Maybe ask the, the tavern keepers of the crazy guy. Okay. Um, you double up and catch up with everybody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. You don't get lost in the shuffle of Delicat. And eventually you all make it to the Crack Inn. The smell of fish and alcohol fills the air as you close into the Crack Inn. The two-story square building is made of weather-treated wood. It's no more of an eyesore than most of the buildings in Delicat. A wooden sign hangs over the door, a large eye with tentacles extending out around it. Inside the tavern is bustling. Most of the tables are full with people who are eating and laughing, drinking, and some groups singing sea shanties. Overall, people seem to be having a great time. Behind the bar, an older man with a full white beard and long white hair pulled back in a ponytail attends to the patrons. A younger man, probably his son, works the other side of the bar and ducking around to various tables and taking care of people. Johnny looks to you all. He's like, "Welcome to the Crack Inn, the best bar in Delicat." Again, people are laughing and having a great time. Uh, bartender looks over to Johnny and nods to him, and Johnny gives him an up nod and points to a table off to the side where no one is. You guys go over there and take your seats. Could I make a perception check to see how many people notice notice Johnny walking in? Uh, with your passive perception, yeah, three or four. Seems like he's here on a regular basis. At least the bartender and his son know who he is, and a couple of the other regular patrons, but everyone else is keeping to their own groups and cliques and having fun and eating and drinking. Much better vibe here than what you've gotten throughout most of Delicat. Okay. Um, we go to sit down. Um, are we like in the middle of the room, a corner? You said in a booth or something? In a table off to the side against the far wall. Okay. Um, Creed will sit down. And says, "Is not this is a lot livelier than the last few places we've been." Good choice, Johnny. As always. It's like I'd like to cat here. <laughs> Hang on one second. <laughs> Let me just. <laughs> 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 
love it. Did you say I like the cat here? Yes. I like the cat here. Oh, so good. Give me a second. I have a picture of the cat in the background. Lumbo. Very vocal cat. Yeah. He's through the door. He's mad that I locked him out. One second. Like, let me in. Let me in. Oh, amazing. <laughs> so Johnny looks at you, Cor and Nawada. Like, how do you know our friend here, Miss Creed? She uh, just kind of happened upon where I was living and asked me to tag along with her. He gives you a genuine smile and looks to you, Noada. Uh, yes, uh, we met in uh, in a previous town. She was, uh, uh, memory serves, she was looking for help in finding some certain wares and whatnot, and I happened to have a few connections, and we kind of hit it, hit it off from there. She kind of smirks a little bit. Um have a memory of how they met circumstances doesn't say anything but just kind of smirks seems the, the three of you have been a pretty tight knit group from the looks of it that's good to have friends around that you can trust speaking of trust Johnny is there anyone in the city we can trust other than you of course that all depends what you're looking for. There's always people that you can trust if you know somebody. Uh, Johnny, do I know somebody? And she just kind of looks at him. You know me, and I know people. This is true. Well, let's start off a, a little simple. I... I'm in need of a smith or a weapons bearer. As you can see, I'm without my favored weapon, my rapier. I'm hoping to replace it for a modest fee if possible. For a trade. I can think of a place or two that would be able to suitably take care of your weaponry needs. That isn't much of a problem at all. Mm. Is that the only thing you're looking for? Mm. Looks, she Creed looks in the water for a second, kind of raises an eyebrow at him. Well, I so many things. Duh. I'm really curious about the earwigs, so I, I don't. I, I don't have anything right now, I don't think, as far as what else we're looking for, per se. Other than we know that. Um. Well, Johnny, do I, I, you, you know what? what? As, as she looks at me, I do the earwig thing. That's what I do. I do the earwig thing, and I'm like, what, what do we know? Johnny, uh, there is a group of individuals in this city that uh, recognized... My companion here uh, did a peculiar call sign. She kind of mimics it, points to what Johnny's doing. Or not Johnny, uh, but uh, Novada's doing. 
Does, do you happen to know recognize that sign? I just thought you might have had an infection in your ear from what you were doing. It seemed pretty weird to me, but I wasn't going to question it. Doesn't mean anything to me. I've never seen anyone do that before. Well, if you happen to notice or come of word to it, I would happily owe you a favor. I'd be happy to collect on that. I'm sure you would. Kind of like, looks a little playful. It's a little, it's a little strange, but she looks a little playful. He grins. It's like, uh, but as far as that, no, I've never seen anyone do that before. Where did you get that call sign? It was here in town as we were coming in. Um, this happened to catch them in the alley, and they disappeared on us when we tried to approach. No one was waiting for you or anything? Nothing you knew of? Not that I knew of, no. Uh, no? You know how I feel about someone waiting for me when I don't know it. Sometimes happy surprises happen. Mm-hmm. No, I really can't answer that, but if I'm able to find something out, I will definitely let you know. I do need to leave early in the morning or late tonight, so I can always try to catch up with you guys when I get back. I have a shipment I need to deliver to Port Basilorn. I seem... Go ahead. No, I was gonna try inside, but since I don't know what the shipment is, because I've seen this this NPC in a while, um, never mind on that, so... Uh, instead, she's like, well, if you don't mind, John, I know I'm talking your ear off, but uh, do you know uh, where we can find or who is the nymph and the satyr? I was told it was a, a decent place, but it's the first I've heard of it. Uh, he rolled a two with his intelligence. Mm. Uh, that's a one. He's like... I've never heard of it. Not once, not never. Ain't from around here. I know that much. Zim, but that is okay. If you do hear anything again, I would be very appreciative. It's like, uh, I'll be happy to keep an ear out. I wouldn't suspect that you all would be looking for work, would you? I'm pretty sure that's what we came here for, isn't it, Creed? Creed looks at Cor very, like, the smile's still there, but she can definitely see her veins popping out, like, we sure are, actually. Um, what kind of work did you have in mind, Johnny? Just some manual labor, nothing too difficult. Like I said, I'm leaving for poor Batsalorn. Could use some extra hands to unload. I'll be happy to pay you handsomely for the minuscule work you'll be doing. That is my favorite language, Johnny. But what are we, uh, what are we unloading? If you don't mind my asking. He uh looks at you and he 
gives you kind of a coy smile. He's like, I do mind you asking, but I'll answer it. Just a couple of barrels of fine wine that the proprietors of a certain inn in Port Basilorn doesn't want to pay taxes on. So, we're just going to move it in quietly under the cover of night. They'll pay us the difference. Is this with easy. a crew? Easy or is Oh, if it's just three you, I was going to do it myself. But if I can help some friends out and make some new friends along the way, I don't see that as being a problem or a bad thing. Is it possible to do an insight check of how, like, red flagged I am about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Give me an insight check. Okay. I disadvantage... Not great. I'm not doing good, guys. You sleep. Uh, it seems pretty legit. I say it seems legit. You're breaking the law, but it's a little law you're breaking. It's not like he's asking you to kill anybody. So there we were, killing everyone in the town. <laughs> then I start blasting. Uh, I started blasting. Johnny? You haven't stood me wrong too many times in my past careers. Can you give us a few hours to decide? I'd like to discuss with companions here first. Make sure they are comfortable. See that task? Of course. I'll tell you what. I'll go put in an order for you guys. It'll be on me. And then I'll come back in a little bit. Shouldn't be that long of a conversation that you need to have. Thank you so much, gentlemen, as always. Always. And he stands up and he heads over to the bar and he starts talking to the bartender. They start chatting it up for a bit. Uh, as Johnny walks away and she and Creed makes sure he is well out of earshot before uh, she looks to the group and goes, takes a deep breath and goes, Well, what do you, do you want to do? Well, you wanted work, right? It seems like he just gave us some the option for some work. So why not? He's a friend of yours, isn't he? That that he is. Uh, I am fine with the work, but again, we are a group. I want to make sure you two are comfortable doing it. Since you do not know Johnny, and you're just and I'm vouching. Right. Well, uh, uh, seems like where that work is is somewhere we were considering going anyway. Port Fastborn, he mentioned, and that's the same as in that letter. That is true. Um, is he still at the bar? Yeah, he's giving you time to talk amongst yourself. I, I do. I, Creed's gonna keep an eye, and when he turns around, you know, she just wants to make sure she's aware he's coming back. Um, Johnny can be a good person, but as you said in Delicate, you need to watch your back. This is a, is a situation where we may need to be very careful how we proceed with Johnny. As considering his and my past, I think we're fine. 
but just extra guarded. And kind of looks at you both. I may need some time to talk to him alone tonight for a few minutes. Make sure we are in good standing. Will not be gone long, I promise. I will not leave the Z building to resettle, but I do need to speak with him. Alright, I'll trust you to handle your own shit. That's fine. I appreciate that, thank you. Yell if you need us. The Z building will be on fire, you will know. <laughs> Wonderful signal. And she, I, that's all uh, Creed has to say on that. She kind of just sits there and like takes a deep breath and like puts the pleasant smile back on her face. He makes his way back over after about a half hour and lays some food out and, and the drinks out for you guys and retakes his seat next to you, Creed. Naturally. Do we have a understanding or an agreement we should do we would love to come do some manual labor for you um if you could tell us the, the details of when we need to meet in the morning um that way we don't miss you do you guys have a place to stay tonight there's an inn nearby that is definitely on our to-do list motions outside. He's like, my barge isn't far from here. You're all free to stay on that tonight. Save yourself some coin. Then we can get going whenever we're ready. You still have that old thing? It's a newer one. <laughs> it's mine. Not somebody else's. I think that would be preferable than having to spend coin, so we will take you up on the offer. Uh, what part of the Z River is it on? He's like, uh, it's only a few blocks from here, seeing we're in the River District. We'll get going first thing in the morning, then we'll make it to Port Basilord in about three days. Happy to pay you at that point, and if you want to stay or you want to come back with me, it's completely up to you. What are you going to do? Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. As biddable as always, Johnny. Always appreciated. My pleasure. Before we go ahead. (laughs) Before we uh, go to Z Barges this evening, uh, we do have some places to stop in town. Um, and we meet you at Zibard later? He's like, uh, that sounds like a plan, or I'll probably stay here for a while. You can just meet me here, and I'll walk you over to the barge. That works as well. Do you know me? And- I I am terrible with directions. He laughs. He's like, uh, of course. He's like, uh, you think you can find this place again? Well, I think we'll be alright. Uh, Core here has been to the city before. I'm sure she can help us find our way back. Yeah, that right, Core? Find it, no problem. Alright. 
He's like, I'll be here whenever you guys are ready. Thank you so much. Um, Creed, you guys, you guys notice she's eating her food a little more slowly this time? Like, maybe she's not as ravenous as she normally is, or she's not enjoying it as much, but she's she's eating it. It's just not with the same ferocity as you normally see. She's downing that ale, though, very aggressively. Um, has anyone new come into the tavern that we would make an eye of, or is anyone watching us as this goes on? No. Everyone is having a great time, minding their own business. Okay. Um, what were you looking to do from here? Just go shopping for... for Greed would like to go see if she can find a smithy to, um... Or somewhere that sells weapons so she can get a replacement. Yeah, that's not a problem. You know, for the sake of of moving things along, you can just pay the normal cost of the rapier and just add it to your inventory. Okay, I don't know what that is. So while we're going through this, I'll find, then I'll take the price off. How about the other two of you? Or Nolata? Personally, um... I'm just following along, trying to see if anyone else notices, really, uh, the face or if we're being followed in any type of way. Uh, other than that, uh, not really looking for anything particular as, as, we, as we're about and about shopping. Okay. How about you, Core? Anything yeah. you're looking to buy? Uh, no, Cora's just gonna stick close to the others and, um, just try and keep an eye on them and keep an eye on their surroundings. Yeah, the rest of your time here is pretty uneventful. No one really bothers you. You get jostled a bit, but you're expecting that as part of Delicat at this point. Then when you return back to the crack Inn to catch up with Johnny... The inn definitely seems to have done a, a 180 in, in the livelihood. People aren't singing at this point. People really aren't being loud or talking amongst each other. Everyone seems kind of nervous and on edge. Um, most of the people that were there earlier are gone. But there definitely is one figure that stands out as a half-orc. is sitting at the bar with a bottle in hand. And he's kind of just staring at people as they come in. He definitely takes note of you guys as you walk in. And snarls. You see one of his tusks has been broken off. His black hair has been shaved into a mohawk. And then braided down the back of his neck. There's a long scar running underneath his eye. He's got greenish tinted skin. Uh, his lip and chin look like they've been split open pretty deep before and the scarring still remains. Can we all see him or just Cora sees him? You all see him. No. We just came that. in the door? Yeah, when you guys just come back in the door to catch up with Johnny again. 
Reed stops in the doorway, dead stops, and just stares. And her hand is moving to her freshly bought pier. At her at her short stop, I'm probably behind her. So as at her short stop, I probably bump directly into her in in absolute un uh simply not ready for her to stop short like that and ask, "What is it? What do you see?" She doesn't respond, but you can feel that her arm on her hand is shaking. On her weapon is shaking a little bit. You can't tell if it's fear or rage. Can I see? Do I do I see where her eyes are? You see, there's a half look at the bar. Who's drinking? He's staring at the door as you guys come in, and when Creed makes eye contact with him and and is just staring at him, and like she kind of reaches for her weapon, he raises the bo- the bottle to his lips and he takes a swig, and he doesn't look away from you guys. She's staring at him. He's staring at her. It starts to stalk towards him. Okay. You start walking towards him. Cor, what are you doing? Cor will follow after Creed. Okay. On the heels. That fork looks up at you and takes a swig from the bottle. Fucking problem. She whips out her rapier, draws it across her arm, and you two see lightning start to crackle along the blade. Yeah. I have a fucking problem with you. That's gonna be a bad time for you. He starts to stand up. I have to do the uh, the right the right damage real quick. Um, yep. Let's see. Oh, and, it's the bar- and the bartender looks between you guys. He's like, take it outside the half-orc looks at the bartender. The bartender, like, kind of skitters back a little bit. She looks to the the barkeep. This is fine by me. Um, and she, the blade's cracked on her side, and she gestures to him, like, ladies first. Uh, he takes the bottle and re-grips it. Johnny walks up behind you and puts hand on your shoulder and he's like, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but there ain't no reason to start fighting. He's breathing very hard. Um, he does, she's shaking, like the blade is shaking, like she's Holding herself back, um, goes. There is plenty of reason, and if you do not want to be part of it, I suggest you back up now. It's like you don't even know who that is. What's your problem? Stop it! Oh, I very much know who this fucker is. You don't know who he is. You ain't never been here. Who is he? shakes him off and says are we going outside or not do I need to drag you out 
the half-orc smirks and he looks at you. He's like, uh, now we can do it here. And he's going to swing on you. Okay. Uh, do I need to make any sort of deck save to avoid? Uh, let's uh, give me an initiative roll. Okay. All right. Uh, give me your initiative rolls. Read with her disadvantage, got a four. That's a ten for core. Fourteen for Nawat. And a thirteen for this innocent half-orc who is only drinking at the bar <laughs> and has a bad attitude. But that's A-OK. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we will... I guess we're just going to start with the order. Uh, you see, like I said, he regrips the bottle. Core or Creed is starting, and he looks like he's just going to swing the bottle at her. Uh, so, Nawada, you won initiative, so go first. If you even want to do anything. Uh, Nawada is going to stand. He's going to move directly between the two. He's going to stare the uh, half work directly in the face. Uh, Johnny, I am uh, messaging you something. Okay. Oh, secret messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's the first time. Let's see if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. Okay. So he's, and uh, uh, he says, um, he says, uh, crackling, uh, with with his eldritch blast right in his fingers, and he looks him square in the eye and says, "Make a move and you die." Uh, an intimidation roll. Ooh. He's good at intimidation. <laughs> Especially if you add on what I what I what I sent to Johnny. <laughs> and it's and he did it in such a way so that only he knows. Uh the half orc his foot takes a step back in a defensive posture as you say that to him and you do the thing that you messaged me about and then I immediately rivered back the the half orc goes wide eyed for a minute and I do I I, want to be clear uh, so I'm adding something to this Secret messages being sent. Secret messages being sent. Secrets are lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. You see what I'm trying to do? It's yeah, kind of like I a. Yep, I understand. He goes wide-eyed and starts to circle away from you guys, trying to get towards the door or not be cornered in. 
he doesn't seem as aggressive as he was willing to be but he isn't moving forward everyone in the bar kind of starts backing up and, and watching and seeing this guy who apparently they all know and probably they don't like starts to make leave on his turn he looks really confused and kind of jittery after Nawada's threat and then it's Kor's turn then it would be Kor's turn alright well this works well Kor uh, is going to try to grapple Creed Oh no! <laughs> okay, okay. Is that a str- a post strength checks or? Uh, it would be athletics. Okay. It's disadvantage for me. Yep. Oh my god! What the hell? <laughs> so, core tries to grab you, but you have such adrenaline rushing through you that you shrug her off. But Kor's also, while she's trying to grab her, she's saying, Creed, um, hold on. Are you sure that this is someone you know? Or are you just, you're tired and it's a half-orc and you know how you are with, with them, with us. Just take a minute. Mm. Creed having taken this into account, can she make a perception or a history check to figure out if this, if she still thinks this is the, the work in question? Or can she just be like, take a moment and be like, wait, no, this is not them, or is them? Uh, you can take a moment, and you're looking at it, and this isn't, this is a half-orc. You dealt with real orcs. And you've never seen this guy before. You, you were triggered. <laughs> By the look he gave, he may not be good news, mm-hmm. but you've never seen him before. Got it. So as this happens, you see the the feral severity of her features just kind of slowly relax and go slack, with kind of like a almost like a wide eyed shame and fury at herself as the lightning on her blade crackles and disappears slowly. She sheathes it a step and kind of like relents to core trying to keep her from freaking out and just kind of heads down just kind of looking to see if she can escape to a corner of the room at this point she feels a little ashamed and very tired um that's the end of combat you see that half four takes the bodily spikes it in the doorway glass shatters and whatever liquid was there and he kind of storms off People look at you, your group, and they're not sure how to take it. But you don't feel any ill will towards you. Kind of like when he leaves a brush of fresh air. Fish-smelling river water air fills the tavern. (laughs) The bartender kind of looks to you guys and doesn't give you a sign of approval or or disapproval, but he he nods. He turns around. I'm I'm sorry about the glass. I can 
cleanses it up for you if you wish. Uh, you hear one of the pages like, no, you're fine. A couple other pages. people are in the bar. Uh, probably about 15, 16. They're like, uh, one of the patrons is like, uh, your next round's on me. Bartender nods. They all kind of mumble amongst themselves like, man, I've never seen Shardul leave like that. Like, yeah, that little one freaked him out. Like, good, fuck that guy. They mumbling between each other. You guys may have inadvertently done something to garner <laughs> the favor of the people here. Interesting. Trade will uh, just subtly, like, kind of grab both their shoulders, like, or, like a thank you. Um, didn't say anything. Johnny puts his hand on your shoulder. He's like, uh, let's uh, get to the barge. And it looks like you can eat some sleep. She doesn't try to shake him off or anything at this point. She just kind of nods. That's, that sounds like a good idea. He nods and leads the way. Uh, you guys head out of the tavern and down the river. And there are barges and boats that are tied off. It's now it's nighttime for everything that's been going on. You guys have been shopping and drinking and eating and, and socializing. As you get closer to the barge, your passes were 13, 10, and 11. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it doesn't take much to notice. But as you get closer, you see there are two figures laying down on the deck of the barge. It's just like a flatbed, but you see two two lumps there. Breathing? It's hard to tell from how far away you are. Gianni, what what is that about? Nine point two. Bodies. He does the double take. He wasn't really paying attention. It seemed like he was more concerned with you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I'm not sure. He reaches onto his belt and he pulls out a knife. And he starts walking forward, slowly, crouching down. Um, Creed would like to start stealthing as well. Up here and scimitar out. Or Nawada. Yeah, Core will yep. follow suit. Yeah. Okay. You guys start to move up slowly, and as you get closer, the figures aren't moving. Johnny leads the way as it is his his boat, his barge. He steps up on and starts stalking forward and looks back to you guys it's like uh, they're dead um are there any doorways leading below barge that we can see no there is like a small room uh that you can pilot from and you think there's probably a stairwell or at least a a smuggler's hole that begins there Uh, Creed from where they are standing, hopefully a, a little bit of a distance from that door, pilot everything, um, is going to try to open it with thaumaturgy. 
if it's unlocked. Uh, it doesn't open. It is locked. Do you recognize them? Who are they? Like, I've never seen them before. Can we make perception checks to see if we recognize them? You move up closer to look. Yeah. You see the two men that you saw earlier. Fucking knew it. Oh no. One of them has a hole in the back of his neck, and the other one has a hole in the front of his neck. In his throat. He's immediately looking around, seeing if she sees anyone on the shoreline watching them. No, there are people walking around the shoreline, but no one seems to notice. Everyone pays attention to their own business. Johnny, we may need to leave sooner than tomorrow morning. I don't know. Novada, these, these who? These were the men, right? Yes. These are the men. Um, can we just pull the bodies out of sight? Yeah, you pull them around behind some barrels and stuff that he has there. Uh, Cora's gonna check the bodies and see if she can find anything on them. Uh, you pat them down and you check them. They both have money pouches, uh, four silver in each. And when you search them, you pull back the, uh, shirt of one of them. And on his right pectoral muscle, you see the symbol of greatest the god of nightmares and that's where we're on so what was it a it was did did it look like a tattoo yeah it looked like a tattoo okay all right so thank you everyone for joining us this was episode three of dorks are dangerous Chronicles 1. And for those of you that support us on Patreon, you can tune in to Table for D4 uh, immediately after this. Or before this is up to you on however you want to do it. But I guess but I guess we'll let Kaylee and Michelle uh sign us off. Well, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Holy. Uh, some some interesting things getting into Delicot and uh, the the immediate pickpocking welcome and all that stuff that Delicot I think would be famous for. Yeah, that was definitely a welcome for uh, for Creed having never been to the city. Um. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's there's so many things that I want to talk about, but I yeah I will save it for table for D four. So thanks Agreed. for us everyone for Dorks Are Dangerous and uh, support our social media, our Patreon, if you like what we're doing. And uh, we'll see you soon, I think. I hope. Take care. Thanks for joining. Bye. Oh, it, what a session, but we're not done yet. We have no. a Patreon uh, subscriber supporter already. Uh, oh, so. snap. 
So, uh, Kaylee, would you like to do the honors of our first? Of course I would. Faylorn, coming in hot with that first place. Thank you so, so much for subscribing to our Patreon. We appreciate you and all the stuff you do. Um, If you ever want to jump in and give us some content, baddies to fight, new IDs for NPCs, let us know. Definitely. You have a voice. Everyone has a voice is on our Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) He has the voice. He he is the voice of the people right now. Uh, you also listening at home who stuck with us this long can also be a voice of the people. Uh, just join us on Patreon uh, on our one, five, ten, and twenty dollar tiers. Uh, everything that you donate to the Patreon will just go to make this a better product for you, and hopefully we can make it even more enjoyable, more fun, and more immersive as, as time goes on. So and always like, remember. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, no! You, you, you go first. Nope, you first. Age nope, before you. beauty. Wow. Oh, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm touching my nose first. Therefore, not it. Yep. Well, I was just gonna finish with remember, dorks are dangerous. But since you ruined that, please go ahead. <laughs> well, well, dorks are dangerous. Uh, but uh, I, you know what? I forgot what I was gonna say. It was probably a lie. That's what my mother always told me. So. <laughs> So, so, so close us out, and then we can let everyone get back to their day. Well, just remember, dorks are dangerous. Uh, feel free to hit up our Spotify for the future episodes, and Chronicle 2 is coming soon. Yeah.